0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to another episode of Drinks with Johnny. I'm super psyched today because I have a very awesome guest—the legend, the living legend, Fletcher of Pennywise. How you doing today, brother? I'm good. Thanks for doing the show, man. Yeah, yeah. So, one of the last times we hung out, we were in uh, Spain, Madrid. We were in this little crappy fucking bar, shooting the shit, and they were making some really good Moscow mules, so I figured, uh, why not bring it back to that? So, we going to show the kids at home how to make a Moscow mule. Let's get into it.
2: You know that you know what the key to a Moscow mule is, though? That's The right.
1: copper mug. I wouldn't put these out today Did, I ta-
2: did we talk about that that night? I'm sure we did. Because if you don't have a copper mug, it, like, interacts. Copper interacts with your mouth differently than a regular glass. Really? Which sounds kind of weird, but if you don't have a <laughs> I copper... I don't know mug, if
1: I want to know how. Yeah, really. yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's,
2: it's sour, right? If you, yeah. You know when you put a penny in your mouth? Oh, gotcha. So, so if you make that drink without a copper mug, it doesn't that's taste the great. same. That but if sense. you don't have a copper mug, just throw some dirty pennies. See, this guy's uh,
1: teaching me things I've about done, drinks on my own fucking done, show. This
2: is why you're here. Hey, you throw dirty pennies. I would go to a <laughs> bar and you give me the pennies. And they're like, what, what the fuck do you want pennies for? I'm like... Because they don't have the copper. Clean them with some vodka, throw them in there and, and you can get a pretty decent tasting. Moscow m- In an emergency. Like in an emergency. <sniffs>
1: All right, so what we're going to do here, got some half limes already cut up. You're going to start off with that, which is weird. I was looking at recipes on that. Most, most of the time you put... The, the booze in first, but not on this drink. Okay. So then we're gonna do some Grey Goose vodka for you. Yes, yeah. We're gonna do a two-ounce pour, and you know, of course, here at Drinks with Giant, we do a little bit extra. There you go. And then I throw a little bit of mint in mine. All right. But you, you know, I learned pretty recently. You gotta slap that shit. Yeah. Get the aromas going. There you go. All right, cool. Back in that, seen that. Now we're going to throw some ice on top of this bitch. Yeah,
2: nice your hands, you, you wash your hands, out. Of
1: course, of course. Like I care. <laughs> and then we're going to get some good old fashioned fucking ginger beer.
2: All right.
1: Top her off. All right, we're going to fill it up with that. Yeah. We're going to slice a little bit.
2: You cut your fingers off. I try, I try not
1: to. It's, it's you know. Watch the money. I don't want to have to go to the hospital today. Yeah, yeah. There you go, man. All right. Moscow mule. Tell me what you think. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Boom. Let's have some fun.
2: Spain. That really is a good cocktail, man. That is a good cocktail. Thanks, man. I'm glad they invented these.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Cheers again. Thanks for being on the show. Let's go uh, sit on the couch and have a chat. All right. All right, it seems like a good time to take a minute and talk about our sponsor, Rescue Water. This is something that I've used for a while, and man, it has helped me through some, some wicked mornings. Uh, Rescue Water is something that you can drink before you go out and have a few drinks and then right before you go to bed have another one of these and i promise you your hangover will be immensely taken down a notch um this is something that i've used for a while you get out there you're drinking you're having a good time um and everyone's like man this is gonna hurt in the morning it doesn't always have to use a little rescue water and you'll feel a lot better that's r-e-s-q-w-a-t-e-r And uh, just go check them out at rescuewater.com. Use the Drinks With Johnny promo code. You'll get 25% off your first order. Uh, Again, that's R-E-S-Q-W-A-T-E-R.com. Go ahead and check that out. I promise you will not be disappointed. All right, man. So now I got you on the couch. I want to talk about, you know, some stories. But first I want to tell you the source of some of these stories that I got. Our good friend, our mutual friend in Dione who uh couldn't be here today but he was going to co-host the show so we'll have to have him back on another time yeah yeah but uh, yeah that's really how uh you and i met was through dione yes, sir. Um, so i want to go back he was pennywise's tour manager for a little bit when he was just a little shit 18 year old uh-huh. kid right
2: yeah he probably started doing merch and then i don't know if he went straight to tour manager i think he, he, he went to being our manager <laughs> based on a poorly written paragraph of why he should be our manager <laughs> i mean I wish that's I
1: still, that's pug rock for you dude like that's yeah. real life
2: <laughs> i wish i still had that shit because it was like worse than my spelling and punctuation it was terrible it was a terrible resume <laughs> but he, got, but he, he worked got, out he got the fucking job and yeah and now he's he's the man yeah he worked his ass off
1: yeah he's a you know obviously he's a, our tour manager now too and very close personal friend so cheers dionny yes yes
2: so he, he mentioned
1: it? a couple of things, though, that I want to, I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. He says, you, I, I guess you've got a pretty memorable uh, Kid Rock story I want to ask you about.
2: Oh, the Kid Rock story. <laughs> Damn, do I still tell that one?
1: I guess so, man. I don't know. Uh-huh. I have, for full disclosure, I have no idea what the majority of these stories I'm about to ask you about are at all. So this is going to be a complete shocker for
2: me. <laughs> Kid Rock. Yeah. I went out on. He was on the Warp tour, and we were off that year. It was like early. It was it was prior to him blowing up. With okay. The ba with the ball, right? Okay. Like the song? Yeah, that was it. But uh, I mean, I I think he I think we're kind of good now. But if I talk about it, then we probably won't be good again for a while. <laughs> while if he hears this, but whatever.
1: No, we don't have that many viewers yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so he, I got to the we. Did, I just went out there just for the weekend to just hang out because we weren't on that on that run. And um, got there, started drinking. No effects was out there, drinking rum, and wound up on Kevin Lyman's bus with Daryl Eaton, and they started talking shit about this dude Kid Rock, who was on the tour, and who thought he was better than everybody else. I mean, keep in mind, like he—I don't even think he sold like ten records yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, he it was like, full rock star yeah. mode, and and his manager—I forget who his manager was—but at that time. Or he'll go unnamed, but like they were trying to strong arm Kevin to put him into better slot time slots on, on the main stage. Which and,
1: as uh, as anyone who's done warp tour knows that you wake up in the morning, you find out what time you're on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's no rhyme or reason to it, at least, you know. Sometimes I'm sure they they pull some strings behind the behind the scenes, but like when
2: I'm hungover, and I'm like yeah, fuck Yeah, you yeah I'm not C- going C- out C- there and they're like, C- But it, we uh, need
1: uh, Pennywise C- on fucking warp tour. <laughs>
2: we had to, we had some strings to be only had to pull some strings. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Dude, a fucking all-nighters. But yeah, he, so they were just basically telling me that he was trying to manipulate the schedule, trying to move men's, like, no effects out of, out of the way so he could play here, there, whenever. And and they were just, like, laughing, just going, this guy's ridiculous. Like, he thinks he's got some clout out here. And you know how the Warped Tour is, it's self-regulating, you know? You, oh, you totally. don't come out there like a rock star, you, or you get schooled. So yeah, you can try it, but it doesn't work. So he, uh, as we were talking about it, his manager rolled up on there like here comes his manager right now to probably like tell us some shit about how he's got to be here or do that and i just fucking went off on the manager and just said are you fucking kidding me dude like these bands went out here for like five or six i don't even know how many years it was at that point and like you pay your dues out here and you're not better than anybody and you need to fucking check yourself and your boy and blah blah, blah and get the fuck off the bus and he was like okay sorry man and he just split <laughs> and then they were all crap we were all laughing and then he was like They were like, let's go get Kid Rock. He's going on stage right now. Oh, God. So he rolled over there, and um, there he was. i never even seen the guy or heard of him. I didn't know who he was, period. I had no clue, right? And he was behind the stage, and uh, he's like warming up or whatever he was doing. And you know me, like I'm pretty just, I wouldn't say I'm chill, but I'm like not like I'm in, into music just to be into music because I love it and I love yeah. playing punk rock and it's like everyone's created equal type of vibe, right? I go, hey man, what the fuck's up? And he's oh, he knew who I was. He's like, oh, what's up, Fletcher? What's up, bro? And blah, blah blah. I go, dude, what are you, what are you doing out here, man? What are you, why are you even out here? And he's like, I came to get all the bitches and all the money like you, Holmes. <laughs> oh boy, and I was like, oh dude, wrong answer. So that led to me. Ripping his uh, necklace off of his neck. The one he's wearing now, I, I bought him. That other, <laughs> the, the real one. Yeah, <laughs> the real one went in the swamp.
0: Oh, so fuck.
2: I, yeah, I threw that shit in the swamp, and I said, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. If you want to be s- successful, you know, you're going to, whatever. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll order. I just punked him. And this is like really right before he just blows right. up. Right, so. <laughs> He he's like fuck Holmes and like I'm like yeah blah blah fucking check yourself that's not what it's about like music you know it's not just trying to get bitches and money you know like what? it's not I mean I know there's a few people that start <laughs> bands for that reason but yeah just not my philosophy so yeah I got gotcha. you he goes out on stage probably like 500 people watching him I mean like he was on the main one of the main stages and it was super empty or you know whatever and he gets his beer and, What's up, warp Tour? I'm fucking Kid Rocker. and I just walked up took his beer out of his hand and just guzzled it in front of them, just dropped it on the stage. <laughs> Walked over, took all the faders on the, uh, on the monitor desk, just fucking elbow slid them all up full blast. Oh, At that point, all the security was after me. So there was about 10 dudes chasing me and nowhere to go. So I just like did a belly flop into one of those portable chain links and oh, knocked over all all the dirt bikes. That were out oh there. yeah like one of those movies where all the bikes just get knocked over just like laid out dominoes yeah. yeah that was the only kid rock interaction that night but shit just went south and we had to take a taxi to the train station then we had to take the train station to new york then we had to get another taxi into like uh randall's island where the warp tour was because mm-hmm. that's where like, all my people were and so we just made that ride like completely hung over covered in blood just did the did that whole circuit got Do you remember
1: there. what time you had to play that day no
2: we weren't playing we were I was oh that's like, right there's I a was between yeah <laughs> but like my all my people
1: you're not even on the fucking tour <laughs> this is the yeah. story that you get yeah, so
2: i get there and everyone's just shaking their head at me because i like broke a, a couple semi windows i broke no bus window i i broke a bunch of shit i was trying to jump my rental car off the landing ramp over one of the tour buses but my partner in the rental car fucking drove that thing like six miles away and
1: he's like, like nah hit it. he hit it like for
2: i was we were setting the ramps up we got forklifts we were getting ready to go for it i could have pulled it off i'm pretty sure you know the rental <laughs> car <laughs> was evil
1: evil and shit that would have been the most badass story
2: <laughs> that would have been rad if i dude. I'd probably have to do that eventually <laughs> but so i get there and everyone's like shaking their head at me and i'm like and walking away i'm like what the fuck and they're like oh man he fucked up like you better go see kevin so kevin's like oh dude yeah kid rock he goes, first of all, you did about fucking $3,000 of damage to vehicles. You know, pay for that. And then Kid Rock says he's going to take his publishing advance and have you fucking killed. He's going to put in a contract on you. And I'm like, really? And I, I think he said the Hells Angels, which anyone that threatens to... people with the Hells Angels is usually lying, but I know he's friends with those dudes. So, because I'm friends with them. So, but, gotcha. So, anyways, so I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Like, you got to fucking apologize to him and blah, blah, blah. And I go, all right, well. Tell him I'm here. And he rolled up with like 10, I don't know, eight, 10 dudes. <laughs> <And laughs> I'm just stand there. He's like, What's up, homes? And I was like, Nothing. Apparently, I was pretty drunk last night. And you know, he's like, hey, He fucking came at me gangster style. Fucking Lyman and Daryl Eaton. And I was like, What? Gangster Lyman style. and Daryl Eaton are gangsters? <laughs> so I was like, Come on, dude. I was like, Those guys, <laughs> I mean, shit. So I was like, Well, you know, I don't want to tell you like fucking. I was probably out of line so I was wasted. I don't even know you, and he goes, "My fucking son bought me that necklace." And I was like, "How old's your son?" And his yeah. son was like five. I'm like, "How did he afford like a four hundred dollar fucking rope?" Like you know, I'm like, but anyways, I was. He's like, know, yeah, you know," I go, well, "What?" I go, wait,
1: wait. "I still want to know." <laughs> I I,
2: I, I never he never told me. I I just thought it. I was like, "That's kind of you know, like a big purchase for a five year old." <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he was like, "Fucking." He's like, "What's up?" and I'm like, "I don't know. Do what you got to do." You know, like, I'm right here. If you fucking need, feel the need to you got to attack me with your boys, go for it. But there's a woman a new fucking necklace. I go, I, "I apologize because that's what I got to do here." Right? You know? <laughs> I was I was kind of sorry cuz yeah, a little I'm, sorry. Yeah. I was a little remorseful of my actions and um <laughs> so he was like yeah you know buy me a fucking new necklace and blah 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 and I was like alright cool I'll get you a new necklace so he was doing like an MTV interview and I like walked up I think I might have had cash or a check or something I fucking rolled up hey here's that fucking that dough I owe you bro and he's like oh okay cool thanks so you and so I just wanted to like document it like you know <laughs> get it get it documented. that's brilliant really I'm sure the people at MTV love that but
1: you said at the beginning of this story you're, you're, you, and, you and Kid are, are cool now
2: well we uh so a few, then he blew up, then he sold like millions of records, right? Yeah. And exactly. so we were playing this radio show with them at like West Palm Beach and they were headlining and we were like, you know, low, low men on the totem pole. And like when we got done, uh, I think the only might have been there actually, when we got done, these, these guys came over and they're like, hey, you got to exit the property. We're like, what? We work for Kid Rock. You're out of here. Get on your bus and leave. We're like, fuck, look at all this booze and food. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. We just done playing. <laughs> and the guy's well, it's in the contract that you fucking are to leave the properties kid rock show. The minute you're done playing, you're on your bus and out. And we go, see the contract, so come back. And Stewart Stuart Taggart was a tour managing at that time. But I think the only might have been there, but dude comes back with his contract and goes, You see this? And Stuart just fucking sna and he had a couple security guards with him, snatched out his hand, crumples it up, throws it on the fucking floor. And goes, What contract? And he goes, oh, like they were just totally flustered. They didn't know what to do. We're like, we're not going anywhere until all our booze is gone and all this food's gone. And I go, tell Kid Rock Fletcher wants to see him. So I haven't seen him since. It's been a couple of years. Now He sold like, what, three million records or some shit, right?
3: Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids. And when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier factor meals right now i've got a black pepper and sage pork chop i'm gonna eat it right here on air with you because i want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is so it's got a nice little sauce on it nice grill marks like this thing is ready to go Mm -hmm. yeah no 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 this is some quality quality pork right here. The nice thing is, it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't even have to worry about it, I know. Once I eat this whole thing, my macros are gonna be unbalanced. This is this is what I need, this is good, oh my god. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dual crusted chicken, they had chili. If you wanna check it out? Head over to factormeals.com with j 50 use code drinks with j50 to get 50% off. That's code drinks with J50 at factormills.com com slash J 50 to get 50% off. Yeah, I know it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm gonna keep eating it because man, this is good.
2: I'll go he he comes back and he goes, come with me. And we open the door and it's like, I swear to God, dude, they had a throne for him. He was he was sitting on like a fucking throne. <laughs> Like a port you know, like they bring a goddamn throne for this motherfucker to sit on in his dressing room. You gotta be comfortable out on the road. Hey man, he gotta look good too. (laughs) He's got no shirt on. He's got a fucking he's got the chain I bought him and he's smoking a cigar and it was like when he had all those strippers on tour with him in cages, so there was like twenty fucking hot chicks naked, like just getting ready. Back it was just like something out of a fucking Van Halen video or something, like, you know, like Maybe one of your videos, I don't know, but it was like... Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. It was... Uh, <laughs> oh, it was, that one. It was fucking... I was just looking around and I, it was like people smoking weed, people doing bumps, like boobs, fucking Kid Rock just on his throne. And he just goes, how can I help you, Fletcher? <laughs> and just like sunglasses <laughs> on, no shirt, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> fucking...
1: But the way he asks too, like he's like he's the fucking godfather. Uh-huh. I love it. How and can I, I help go you? well? I go well This is on the day of my mother my daughter's wedding. I
2: just I just look I looked around and I just go, Well I guess the joke's on me and he goes, I guess so. Oh, and I was like, he's all. Like, that's what? a solid burn though. It was. And he was like <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like shit, our dressing room's got like, you know, a couple coolers and some fucking a veggie trays and some Doritos. You got naked bitches and cocaine everywhere. Yeah. Not that I would want that in my room, but you know, whatever. It looked pretty good. So like, it was. Uh, it was just, you want to be bummed about it, not my style, but it was funny <laughs> as fuck. Like, we just want to chill and watch the show and they're saying we got to leave. And so he allowed us to watch the show and we've been cool. But then for years after that, like he's been telling people he fucked b- fucked me up and shit, beat me up and all these other myths, myths, truths, untruths. Hmm. So it's been kind of bad for a while, like there's a back and forth going on. But then I heard recently. He told Yellow Wolf that I fucking whooped his ass. So, I knew a guitar player that was playing with Yellow Wolf. I go, don't mention my name around Kid Rock, dude, trust me. <laughs> I've had a couple people like, played pranks on other people. Go, oh, you're with Kid Rock? Tell him Fletcher says hi. And they just get fucking attacked by security guards and shit. So, <laughs> apparently now we're cool. Like but, I
1: said, the living legend Yeah, so right here.
2: He'll probably re-hate me after this, but kid, we're cool. You're all right. <laughs> I guess.
1: Hey, moving on to another story here. Um, I hear that there's a Vanilla Ice story that you have.
2: Oh, Vanilla Ice story. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> vanilla Ice. That's not that long. It's not. It's not that good of a story. It's decent, I guess. but...
1: Well, let's let's get into it, man. What 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 is the the Vanilla Ice story, man? I don't um, even know. Never met the dude. Never done anything. I think I, I think it was great in that movie with Adam Sandler, by the way. That was fucking hilarious. But uh.
2: Uh, he's I think he's pretty cool, actually. Um I think I got kicked out of so remember that like celebrity what was it? Celebrity Deathmatch? match or you know, not deathmatch, but they like celebrities were boxing each other.
1: Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Buddy, uh, was it Donnie from...
2: Donnie Bonaducci versus Kid Kid Rock? I mean uh, Vanilla uh, Ice. Uh,
1: Vanilla Ice. I think that sounds vaguely familiar, yeah.
2: So there was that that time when that was happening where they were having these like washed up sorry <laughs> fucking celebrities. No, but,
1: uh, you know the past their past their career the retired let's call them retired Off Celebrities. Their pinnacle.
2: I didn't really watch that much of it but anyways that night i think it was danny Bonaducci from the partridge family who remember his show he was a fucking steroid freak of nature yeah he was on the out of his mind
1: that house show where there are all the celebrities oh no 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 but he had his he own has, show he had his for own while. show for a while
2: i think yeah he was just a hothead yeah and uh so he fought vanilla ice if I'm correct on that. And vanilla ice got his ass kicked. Tank Abbott, local. Yeah, HB Tank, guy, yeah. HB. Was was vanilla ice's trainer. And I always heard Tank Abbott fucking was
1: He's he a bar fighter around. Bar here. Fighter he, right, he went to he went to yeah. my high school. Yeah. Not the same year, but yeah.
2: Yeah. you trying to say you're younger than him?
1: No, I'm much older, clearly. <laughs> clearly, so, Fletch.
2: <laughs> so uh anyway, it's like I think I got kicked out of a no-effects show across the street at at the House of Blues for some stupid shit. I think they called the LAPD on me and they escorted me out of the building, which is whatever. I went across to the Hyatt and Tank Abbott was in there with Vanilla Ice and a bunch of other people, but... First, thing I did was walked up to Tank Abbott, and this is fucking stupid because that guy would mop me up. I think <laughs> he's a pretty um, bad motherfucker. Dude. I mean, anybody can knock anybody out if they get a lucky shot. Yeah, right? yeah, but totally. I don't. He's probably not that easy to knock out, but I just walked up and I said, "Hey, I heard you like to fuck fuck people up in bars and shit." I go, "So what about me?" I go, "Do you want to fuck? You want to fuck me up?" <laughs> and just straight up to him, and he just looked. And he, I mean, I was taller than him, but he was big he's dude. He's a big dude. You still see
1: me- him walking on the boardwalk here, like. He's walking now. He used to be jogging up and down the fucking boardwalk, and then I'd see him at the fucking bar right afterwards. Still drinking? Last I knew, I don't know, man. I got to reach out to him. I'd be a good fucking guest, huh?
2: So, I mean, I was basically dealing with it. I wasn't trying to fight to do I was just testing the waters and just doing it in a comical way. But he just looked, gave me one, so he goes, not unless you got two hundred fifty thousand bucks, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, that was a good fucking comeback." That
1: so, was probably right around the time when he was in the WCW too. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was doing dope. the pro wrestling stuff. That, that yeah, they, yeah, he they, was, they pay pretty well.
2: Um, I mean, you. well, he was getting that that for fights like that's in the true, race, yeah, MMA fights. So, anyways, Vanilla Ice was there, and Vanilla Ice said lost, and uh, I started talking to him. And I don't remember exactly what I said, but I eventually made him cry. Which is, I didn't like, not in a mean way, but like kind of like, like I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I said. But it, it I was, made him cry. I don't remember if it was mean well, it was or happy. Like like, like, was it sad down, tears? Happy his tears? It career and the fact. Like he was kind of going through it. I don't know, but I mean, the flip side is like, he was going through it because he, he got beat by fucking Danny Bonaduce or whoever <laughs> yeah. it was.
1: Wasn't too happy about that, actually. And,
2: sure. and his career was in the shitter, obviously, at that point in time, getting a lot of backlash and stuff. And so I kind of like, I didn't harsh on him. I was like, you know, things are bad, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of just brought up like bad points to then bring him back up a little bit. Like say it could get bad and then it could get better you know, pep talk type of shit, but like the bad things kind of broke him to the point of where he started tearing up and crying a little bit. And I'm all, dude, you're good. And and then, uh, yeah, I wound up giving him my phone number to call me because he was kind of like, he was kind of like pretty bummed on life, I think, at that point. So yeah, it was kind of like more, I felt, I felt, I wasn't trying to make him feel bad. I was trying to pump him, up. pump him up, but I had to say the bad things first and he didn't respond well to that. And then he kind of talked well, about, Well, at least like, you, you were trying. You reached out. That's good. He's like, i have been in a dark place, and this didn't help. And I'm like, dude, you fucking always can climb out and give him a pep talk and give him my phone and number. He did. And
1: like I said, he's in that call. Adam Sandler movie. He's got, like, some HD TV show where he's he building fucking houses yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah,
2: that's, that, that's, he's killing it on that shit. Yeah, it's great. He's, built, he's rebuilt the
1: empire. I uh, heard about this story in Japan. You're out in Japan.
2: Godzilla haircut. What the fuck does that all mean? godzilla haircut you see you're hearing this shit from dione who drinks like two beers a night
1: he he recants everything recalls everything i'm like
2: 40 deep and he's like two so my (laughs) memory is a little bit faded i actually yeah so what happened that night well japan you know how japan is it's just
1: it's crazy it's awesome i love japan but i mean especially for someone of your stature too like I kind of fit in with the with all the I don't Japanese know, there's people. tall people there I, I mean, there's like, some but I mean like right. you're right there i'm I'm about yeah I'm about right there with them you know maybe the females but you know but I mean i I can imagine you walking around yeah in Tokyo
2: definitely. would be would be quite the same yeah, it is though it's full Godzilla shit and if I'm drunk <laughs> it's even worse Godzilla drunk Which you're never drunk right never <laughs> I mean I'm gonna turn it back from now on because I I uh Opie from Long Beach Stub just got arrested for having a for smoking a joint. Well he actually well,
3: It's he legal now. A,
2: not in Japan. He was, oh in Japan he was injured. looking at fourteen years, dude, for a joint and a couple buds. And right they had ain't him. In it, there. <laughs> they had him in there and there's nothing US consulate could do. Like luckily the fingerprints on the apparatus that had the buds in it didn't come back with his fingerprints on it. Because a fan put it in there. You know what I mean? They yeah. Backpack is a gift, right? right and so uh man that scares me knowing that they locked him up and there was nothing that anyone could do no bailout no nothing and it's just hard labor and the shit that I've gotten away with over there man I've had some fun in Japan man it Gets crazy but that night was like coming from a show I think we're all wasted and we're rolling and uh and some guy like had a table set up out there with watches like you know the the Canal Street special with a bunch of fake street Rolexes fucking, and yeah. shit. And um, he was like high pressure sailing, sailing us. And we were just walking by on the way to the bar and he was just being a dick. And uh, it kind of escalated. I mean, I might have been being a dick too, but <laughs> something happened where he like crossed the line. You I might
1: not like, have been being a dick. You were just drunk and having a I was like dad
2: trying dad to watch on or something and he didn't yeah. like that I touched the watch. And he's like, put the watch down. And then I can't remember if I... He came at me, but I can't remember. I, I like pulled out a fake knife, but I didn't actually have one. I just, it just—it was an invisible knife. I started like stabbing him. All his moves were based on like, straight up. Like I had a knife. Yeah. It was kind of hilarious. He, he was—he was
1: getting ready for a knife
2: fight for about thirty seconds. Like he thought I had a knife, and I didn't. And I thought, was,
1: for some reason, I'm envisioning the the beat it video where they, Michael yeah. Jackson's like dancing around. Totally. Something.
2: I mean, he escaped all my fucking strikes. but <laughs> Wouldn't have cut him anyways because it was an air knife. But he was fucking. He was moving around and shit. And then we figured out he didn't have a knife. He got really mad and came running at me. And I picked up Dione and fucking just did a full WWE wrestling fucking slam onto his table full of watches, like right, <laughs> right in the middle.
1: Oh, I would have loved I to had, have seen that, I picked Just up threw guy, the fucking table.
2: broke in the balls and just went like wham, right in the middle of like 500 watches. And uh. it just exploded, and that was pretty mean.
1: That's uh, so a hard. That that should have won you the hardcore title right there, man.
2: It was pretty funny, <laughs> and then obviously the guy was super mad about that. But like, we just kind of walked off laughing because of that.
1: No, vibe. he wasn't going to be mad about you breaking all of his twenty dollars watches.
2: He totally, you know, he stood back because he knew I had the invisible knife, so he didn't really, <laughs> he didn't want to focus. Wait still I, I he had the knife. I don't know if, like, maybe I had body slammed Dione first, and then he came at me, and I was doing the invisible knife, which would have be actually funnier, and that might have been how it went down, but it just turned into, like, us just laughing. He was a dick, so he had it coming. I just didn't do it out of blue, but we, we just walked around the don't corner. Don't be a
1: dick around Fletcher.
2: Yeah, if I'm drunk. That was a bad idea.
1: Probably not a, not a good idea if you're sober, though, too. Uh,
2: <laughs> depends. Whatever happened, we just went around to this bar, and um, we were with Benny, our merch guy rest in peace and uh I had long hair for like 20 years I think some long ass fucking metal hair yeah he, I did. Would, he would have been proud very proud and uh I remember I those days yeah I don't know what provoked me to want to cut it but I I got a pair of scissors from the bartender and went in the bathroom and just <laughs> chopped the ponytail off It was like about that long and I went back and Ben Ben our merch guy was talking I shoved it in his mouth and just put him in a headlock and shoved it in there, uh, which is pretty nasty. Hair in the mouth is not good. No, that's
1: not fun. And then,
2: fine. And, then try, and like I don't know where Diony was. Diony was there, actually. And then forced Ben in the bathroom and then cut his hair. And then me and Ben co-forced the bartender. And this was like a bar where they didn't want us in there. Like It wasn't like a raging, it was like an upper-class Japanese bar. And...
1: Yeah, they, know, all, they all have a certain amount of etiquette, like in yeah. rules in in Japan when you go around anywhere, like it's all very proper.
2: They're wearing like ve- the bartenders are wearing like velvet vests, and they actually said no, like when we first got there. But we, our translator like talked him into letting us stay. And it wasn't like super crowded or anything, but eventually we got that guy in the uh, in the bathroom, pinned him in there, and tried to cut his hair, and he was really not happy. <laughs> I mean, he didn't speak any English, no, and he fucking <laughs> went like. Bruce Lee in there. He did not, he was not having it. Oh, yeah, that would not have been against you. The handlers were like, get out of here now, get out of here now, because there's a lot of Japanese yelling and shit going on, and they're like, go. So we bounced out of there and made it back to the hotel, and I guess like five cops showed up, and they spent like two hours talking them out of whatever they were gonna do. And I don't, I mean, obviously they never gave him my name.
1: I could just picture this. I've been to Japan so many times. Like, you didn't decide to do that, at, like the Rock Rock Bar or anything no, like that, that which I'm be, sure you've been easy. to. Yeah, you could do anything you want, the Rock Rock Bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he went to a normal, like, nice restaurant bar, probably, right?
2: Yeah, it was just a random. It was like the first one we could find after the Godzilla Table Slam. Like, it was just like <laughs> around the corner. Like, oh, we'll go in here and take shots. Dubbed the Godzilla it was Table like, Slam. It was kind of hiding. We were hiding from the 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 watch seller just in case he called the cops so we were like ducking away into some bar and that didn't work out either so
0: wherever you're listening to this podcast make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review if you want to listen to this show ad free head over to com and become a premium member you'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests discounts on merchandise in our shop and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck.
1: They're so proper over there, I'll tell you a quick story. We, were, we got in a cab, we're all hammered, and uh, we, had a, we had a fun dinner or whatever, my wife was there. She smacked, like, the windows were so clean, and they had those automatic doors open. Yeah, she door smacked used. her fucking face against it. <laughs> and like, and we are all standing, and I'm standing on the other side, of smoking a cigarette, looking at it, and she goes, <laughs> like, right against the fucking face on the other side. So we're laughing about that. We get in all of our taxis to go back to the, the a and hotel, and we're laughing about it. We're telling the story, and, like, I actually got shushed by the cab driver. He's got his white gloves, and he goes, shh. You were like, did, did we just get really? shushed in a cab? Is that, did that really just happen? Mm. And That's just like how, how they are about right. like fucking etiquette and everything. It's, it's pretty insane. All right, man, I got one more story I got to ask you about though. Yeah, yeah. This one I heard a little bit about. I think it kind of goes along the lines of having that, that fake knife. I mean, you used to perform cleansings oh, on the road, sure, yeah. cleanses. Uh, what, can you describe for the people watching and listening uh, what, what, what this cleanse was all about?
2: Uh, that's That starts in Japan, too, actually. Oh, nice. It's yeah. a good little segue right there, huh? They, had, uh, they have uh, BB guns are illegal. I mean, uh, real guns are illegal in Japan, which is awesome. And um, so they make BB... I mean, they're, they have them here now. They're airsoft, right? They're electric BB guns. Yeah. But over in Japan, like they got entire stores filled with every make and model of gun you could ever dream of that's a bb gun like from shotguns to 45s to fucking ak's and they are exact fucking replicas like you cannot tell the difference on these things so i heard about them and i went to i went to buy one and i was with randy our bass player and he just and right. he's all, you know what, if you fucking shoot me like that, I'm fucking flying home. Because he's like watching me. Wait, right, like, he said it before you even well, like... I hadn't even bought it. I was just like, dude, relax. I'm mean, fucking trying to conduct some business in here. And he's just like... <laughs> you also, he also just gave you the idea. Too. <laughs> paid, oh, I had the idea long before that. But like, everyone, everyone's getting shot in my mind, you know. But I'm just so stoked how gnarly this thing is. It's like fucking a little tip riddle of beer cans to shreds, you know, in five yeah. seconds. But he keeps on... Starting to out escalate his voice, yelling and shit, and I'm like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here!" So he goes outside, and he's like, "I'm fucking dead serious, you know." When I come out with my guns, he's like, "You fucking shoot me one time, I'm on a fucking plane." I'm like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> so get back to the hotel, and so I start shooting everybody else. He comes to my door like a couple of days in, and he just knocks on the door and goes, "Fuck, man, just fucking shoot me and get it over with." I go, "Relax, dude. I told him I'm not gonna shoot you. So I'm, just fucking do it." Like he's. The suspense yeah. is killing him
1: now. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to walk around every day just like uh, walking on fucking gl- eggshells around you, like he just knowing fucking, it's
2: happening. Wants to get fucking shot now. But so that night we got really drunk at a at a restaurant, and we had to go do a radio interview. I go, hey bro, I got this idea. And he goes, what is it? I go, it's called the cleansing, you know. Like for your sins and shit, anything you've done, misappropriations you've conducted lately, like you get against the wall, shirt off, and I fucking blast you unload the whole clip on you from like 20 feet
1: the whole fucking clip the whole on clip. which one the ak or, AK. or 60
2: 60, so 60. and and then i go then you do me we, ah. we take turns you know and he goes let's fucking do it let's do it so he got all happy about it because was drunk and and so later that night after the radio interview we went back got the bb gun got in the hotel room it's on it's on film it's on the from the ashes dvd at least him getting shot I didn't didn't we gotta get it we gotta get a piece of that pretty funny so you can't move you gotta take it you know that's yeah that's that's the whole idea it's like you gotta take the it's like 50 lashes or some shit right like butts up did I play that game Yeah it fucking hurts Mm -hmm. trust me it's like a blowtorch it's it leaves big ass like quarter size welts like raised up a quarter inch I mean they, they they penetrate they will draw blood but it's more like a blood blister
1: the fuck that you get closer you, you get know. 60 of those
2: yeah it's like but it's so it's like it's literally like four seconds yeah but it's low, just yeah. and uh it's it pretty badass so i lit him up pretty good and then he fucking got me and i swear to god he just stayed in one place like i was spreading him out on his oh and he just back. he just held it as it like he a, just
1: fucking held it as you know, steady as he
2: like could below torch but i got fucking <laughs> boar skin, so, I barely had a mark on me, but he was just welted up, and everyone was just like, "No fucking way!" So it just everyone's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Well, it's a cleansing," you know, like you you know, you you guys are out here on the road doing bad shit. You want to get a cleanse? Come by. So like, crew members (laughs) were like knocking on my door, going, "I'll take one," and I'm like, "Yeah," and then so it turned into. And Jimmy, they came to you. Jimmy, they singer, came to the singer, prophet lecture. Like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you fuckers are lining up to get shot by this fucking asshole. Like Jimmy was so fucking pissed off about it, and I'm like, hey, dude, I can't help it, you know. Like, I, hey, the they want to come. It. They, they want to come, come to the to the priest. And then we had this one on the Warp Tour, dude. One time, this kid, random kid, wanted a cleansing. And a couple kids did. So think, are you talking about like fans? Yeah, uh, yeah, fans. Like, yeah. So we're out there in the warped room. I, I light up a couple of kids. Do this one kid, get him against the chain link fence, and he comes over a little bit, like an hour later, and he's like, "Hey man, can I talk to you?" I was like, "What's up?" He's like, "I done some. I done some real bad shit. So, I think I need. I think I need two." And he wasn't like fucking around. Like he thought this shit actually worked. Like you know, like if I shoot him with a BB gun, he's absolved. <laughs> he, didn't that you, that you, that he, he didn't, didn't know that you. He just
1: wanted problem. to fucking slash people for me with to people. torture
2: people. <laughs> you know. So he actually thinks it's real, and he comes. I think back that's and, how I think that's how all religions started. no? yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I'm all. You sure? He's all, yeah, man. Trust me, I, I done some fucked up shit, and I just can I just get one more? And he was dead serious. I'm like, get against the fence. And I fucking hammer him. So he's got like 120 welts, and I came in close on that fucker too. I, it was unnecessary a, a roughness for sure. <laughs> but he, it turns out, he was like a senator's son. It's like 18 year old kid. At the at the Warp tour, and it like trickled back to Kevin. Like, I wonder if he's an actual senator now. <laughs> I hope not, but if he's a fucking <laughs> sinner, he probably is. We
1: gotta look. We gotta look that shit up.
2: But uh, yeah, check. Basically, like yeah, he, Kevin. It came back to Kevin, and Kevin got, almost got in trouble. And it turned into a, a thing for a minute of like where I shot the fucking senator's child, and whatever. <laughs> but, you know. but he asked for it. You should have got the waiver. He should have got the A lot of people man. have gotten cleansed, and I've gotten a couple <laughs> myself. I'm about due for another one, actually. Come think of it.
1: You know, I'm not ready for it yet. Sure you are. No, no, no. A couple no, I more Moscow Mules. A couple, couple more Moscow Mules. When I start my <laughs> podcast, guess what your first order of business is? <laughs> ah, getting fuck.
2: cleansed. Uh, I'm going to be busy that day, Fletcher. I don't know if I can make it. I offered it to Johnny Knoxville, and he wouldn't do one. Like, I showed Jeff Tremaine the tape. Like, yeah. And... Back when, like, Jackass was, like, number two was coming up or something. Or just when there's, like, Knoxville saw the tape. and was like, fuck, no, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> the guy, the guy took, like, a fucking bullet, like,
2: back Dude, in the day. Yeah, he's, he's a maniac. I couldn't yeah. believe he turned out. I
1: kind of surprised. Maybe he just thought you were going to come in within, like, inches on him. With my invisible knife. Thanks again, man. It's had, it's had a lot tasty. of fun. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Peace. And a very special thanks to Fletcher for being on the show. Fletcher and Pennywise are currently out on the road in Europe right now. So check out their dates at PennywiseDOM.com. That's PennywiseDOM.com. And then in September, looks like they're gonna be out uh, in the States with some of my very favorite bands, notably Rancid and Suicidal Tendencies. So if you wanna go check them out, again, check out PennywiseDOM.com for tour dates and find out where they're gonna be near you. Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, We had a blast today and hope you did as well. If you did, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a couple comments. We'd love to hear from you. And while you're at it, go check out drinkswithjohnny.com. We got some exclusive merch and a slew of other stuff there. And uh, as well as the archives to our previous episodes. So again, if you like what you heard, check out drinkswithjohnny.com. We'll see you next time. Cheers.
0: Hey friends, my name is Zach Luperton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast What's up, everyone? It's Joe, and I'm the host of That's Awesome with Joe, a podcast on the newly formed Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. I talk with tons of your favorite artists, managers, touring personnel, and more. Most of the time we talk about music, but lots of the time we end up talking about something completely unrelated. We laugh a lot. We do a lot of really stupid things, but also some things that are really informative and interesting. Basically, it's a podcast that I think you should listen to. Obviously, I'm biased because it's my podcast, but I think I might be into it if I wasn't the host. Check it out at SoundTalentMedia.com.